When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. We discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness and good habits. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister of the sage, Elizabeth Kraft, who's my happiness guinea pig and questioner. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and Gretchen makes me happier, even if it's against my will. (laughs) This week, we'll talk about the one-minute rule as a habit that helps to keep clutter under control. No, we won't be talking about that today. Today, we're celebrating our fifth anniversary as a podcast. Yes, that was the opening from our very first episode. (laughs) It is hard to believe it has been five years. Yeah, there we were five years ago, starting out. It's hard to believe. And we've hit five years, but we hit another milestone. We've hit 100 million downloads. It is amazing. Gretch, who knew when we recorded that first intro that someday we would have 100 (laughs) million downloads? I know. It's crazy. Now, for that first episode in a few days, just as a bonus episode, we are going to play that first episode for you on February 28th. Um, And in the bonus episode, we'll talk a little bit about our reflections on that episode now, because Elizabeth, now 
looking back on it, I had so many thoughts. We've come yes. so far. <laughs> yes, we both listened to it recently, and um, it was really interesting. Yeah. So this episode is going to be our fifth anniversary extravaganza. We will talk about our origin story, which people often ask us about it. We will review some of our favorite Try This at Homes that have really resonated with listeners over the last five years. We will talk about a few of the ongoing debates that are still provoke lively <laughs> conversation. Um, and we will talk about some of our very favorite highlights from um, yes. from the past year, some of the funniest things and our and our favorite memories. But let's start with the origin story. Yes, people ask us all the time, how did the podcast start? Yeah, let's just so set this scene and say why this had sort of, in a way, been simmering in the back of our minds for a while. Yes, because Gretchen, um, I started saying this to you around 2002, I think, because yeah. I used to listen to a radio show called The Satellite Sisters. Now it's The Satellite Sisters have a podcast. But they used to have a radio show, and it was five sisters in different locations talking about their lives and different things. And I thought, oh, my God, Gretchen and I should do that. And I was always telling you we need to have a radio show. And you'd say, well, what in the world would we talk about? Because this was before The Happiness Project. Yes. And I'd be like, well, who knows what we'll talk about? Something. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I'm on the the West Coast. You're on the East Coast. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Yeah. So that was kind of in your mind for years. It was in my mind for years. And then Jacob Weisberg and Andy Bowers approached me and said, how would you like to have a podcast? And I was said, yeah, I think that'd be great. And they said, um, it's often good to have a co-host. Is there anybody in your life who you think would make a good co-host? And I said, as a matter of fact, I think I have the perfect person. My sister, the sage, would make an outstanding co-host. Yeah, and Gretchen, I still remember when you called me. I was on my treadmill desk um, at an office Sarah and I were renting on Tahunga. And um, you said, well, I have something to ask you. And, like, it could not turn out well. You should know that. And it could be a lot of work. But do you want to co-host a podcast with me? And what's funny, at that time, I had never listened to a podcast. I had heard about Serial, yeah. but I was like, what? You download? I didn't even know what downloading meant. It sounded very difficult. But as soon as you said that you wanted to do a podcast, I made it my business, of course, to learn all about podcasts. Right. And then you quickly became addicted to podcasts and were listening to them oh, all yes. the time. Um, yes. Well, it's sort of a good example of why it is useful to dream big and to be specific because sometimes your dreams can come true, but in ways that you didn't anticipate. And I think if you hadn't been saying that to me for so long, it wouldn't have been so obvious to me like, ooh, I, yes, I see exactly where we should go with this. And I, I remember saying to you, this could be a big failure and it will be a public failure. This will be a big flop that will happen like mm -hmm. right where everybody can see it. But I was like, I'm in. I just knew I'd always wanted to do something where I talk. Yeah. Because, you know, I love talking. Yeah. So I just wanted to step into, like, this new world, and it was so exciting. And do you remember where you were, like, the first time it went live? Oh, absolutely. I was in Hawaii with Adam and Jack, and I remember sitting on our lanai listening to it, and just being like, I can't believe I have a podcast. Yeah. How about you, Gretch? 
Well, for me, I was just it was just ordinary life in New York City. But I do remember another time when I was so excited when it dropped was um, now this is so braggy, but you and I were in Oprah's pool house together because I was going to record Super Soul Sunday, and they said that you yes. could come with me. Yes. So we were both there. We were in the pool house, and our producer at the time, Henry Malofsky, who we love, was like guys, your numbers are really spiking. Do you know why? And we were like, what's going on? So you, we were there Googling away from Oprah's Pool House, and we realized that BuzzFeed had posted a story called 10 Life-Changing Things to Try in June and had listed our podcast as one of them. And it just, like, our numbers were just skyrocketing. Yes. And I was like, it's never going to be better than this. <laughs> Yes, being at Oprah's, <laughs> being in BuzzFeed. It was a highlight. I think I had my hair blown out. Um, yeah. yeah, and Gretchen, I remember very specifically sitting in that pool house and hitting 70,000 downloads. Yes. And our minds were blown. And I have to say, that was really a pivotal moment for the podcast. It was. After that, we were always, I don't know, just had traction. Yeah. That was a big moment. Um, now, over the years, um, it was so fun to cast our minds back and think about the last five years. And it's funny that I think one of the Try This at Homes that people come back to over and over again is one that we mentioned in that very first episode, which is the one-minute rule. Yes. Whenever we're doing a live show and people are you know, making comments, everyone says, I love the one-minute rule. It changed my life. Well, and one of the other ones that you know, I'm not sure it was actually a try this at home. It might have come up in another way, which, but it's the idea of update, which is our mother's suggestion about sending the quick update emails to each other, which we do all the time still. And so many people have really adopted a, some form of update with their family or their friends as a way to keep up to date. So it's been fun to see that get traction. Yeah, and just to remind everyone, updates don't have to be interesting. They can be boring. No, the, the motto the of key. update is it's okay to be boring. <laughs> yes. Yeah, many times I'm just reporting the temperature in Los Angeles. <laughs> Another all-time favorite, try this at home, Gretch, um, was in episode six, and that is Power Hour. Yeah, Power Hour is the idea that you make a list of all the sort of nagging tasks that you can procrastinate. You know, things that can be done at any time are often done at no time. And so you make a list and then you're like, for this hour, I will do those things. I will go to the hardware store and get that weird light bulb. And it's amazing how much you can get done in an hour mm -hmm. when you just sort of sit down and do it. And a lot of people feel like Power Hour really helps them get their life uh, working more smoothly. Yeah, Sarah and I have really adopted this as a team. Like, we have our team power hour oh, as writing partners, and it's been really helpful. Just sort of knock off those nagging emails yes. and stuff. Yes. And another one that I think has resonated with a lot of people, we hear about this all the time, is picking the one-word theme for the year, which we first introduced in episode 26, but then we've talked about every year. This is just a powerful idea. I think it, it helps people set priorities and it's exciting and fun, you know, because you sort of pick your word. My word maybe doesn't sound exciting and fun, infrastructure, but for me, it's extremely <laughs> like rich. And people have so much fun putting it on their screensaver, making jewelry out of it. Yeah, they do all kinds of creative things with their one word themes. Yeah, and Gretchen, a very thoughtful listener sent to us one-word theme bracelets. Mine is lighter, yours is infrastructure, so I will get that in the mail to you. Excellent. Um, and it, people also love signature anything. We've had, we had signature yes. color. Sign, signature color went nuts. People love signature color. Signature scent, personal symbol. 
Yes. And Gretchen, I even on Happier in Hollywood, the podcast I co-host with Sarah, I um, decided I needed a signature designer. Um, I picked Veronica Beard as my signature (laughs) designer. Um, But I just love it because signature anything just gives it whimsy. And we're always searching for more whimsy in our lives. It's it's self-knowledge plus whimsy. And that is a very, very powerful combination. Although I still haven't settled on a signature color. I just can't do it. Well, and I picked the color spectrum, so that's kind of a cheat. Like I do it when, you know, there's, when they show like all the colors like in a yes. circle or something. So so we love it, but we just can't commit. Ooh, ooh but here is like uh, tease. Um, I'm doing something with Scarlet. So stay tuned mm. for what I'm going to do with Scarlet for my next book. I will unveil ooh. that soon. Yes. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, Gretchen, one of my personal favorites was to try this at home to go to the doctor. And why was that? Um, why is that such outstanding for you? Well, first of all, the reason um, we did it is because I shared the story that I had avoided going to the doctor because I felt something in my stomach area and I was very afraid. And then when I finally went to the doctor, it turned out it was fibroids and I ended up having fibroid surgery and taking care of the problem. And anyway, so I shared that and said, just please go to the doctor. And then, Gretchen, a couple of things have happened since then. Um, we met a listener before one of our live shows who told us that she actually, inspired by, you know, go to the doctor, had gone to the doctor and discovered that she had cancer. Yes. And she was treating it and had a great prognosis. But that was like, wow. Yeah. Um, we were glad to hear that she went to the doctor. Yeah. And then um, a friend of mine, another mom at Jack's school, heard me talking about my fibroids. And she said it made her realize she had fibroids and she now has had surgery. Ah. So I was like, I am so in awe that that we can actually get people to go to the doctor. Yes. And things happen as a result. Yes. Yeah, that was a really, really powerful one. On a lighter note, one of the things that we hear about a lot from episode 88 is to celebrate minor holidays, like Valentine's Day. Yes, you're so good at this. I still have never done it. I'm terrible. I think it's fun. It's easy and fun, but it's not for everyone. Then, of course, Gretchen, we have to mention something that's become a staple for us, which is 18 for 2018, 19 for 2019, and now 20 for 20. Yes, This is an idea that people really love. It seems to like transform what some people experience as the labor of New Year's resolutions into something that feels much more fun and concrete to to tackle. So that's fun. Um, You pick 20 things that you want to accomplish in 2020, and it could be fun things like I want to try five new diners, or it could be something like I want to go to the doctor or write a will or start running every day. You can put it on your 20 for 20 list, and there's just something about putting it on that list that seems mm. like it really helps people carry it out. And because things that are on that list are the things that we think are going to make us happier. Um, it's just very exciting to, to get things crossed off the list. And then there's side hustles. Um, we've talked a lot about side hustles. We've had Chris Gillibo on a couple times, for instance, in episode uh, 116. And this is something that many people mention is wanting to do side hustles where, you know, have that little bit of extra income and flexibility and a chance to do something that's not your day job. So that's a theme that has come up many times. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Since I learned what a side hustle was and started thinking about side hustles, I feel like they've just exploded. Yeah. Like everybody wants a side hustle. Yeah, I think it's a real cultural thing now where people really see that as as something that they want to cultivate. And listen, there have been some debates where um, we many people have disagreed with us or we've disagreed with each other. One, of course. The evil donut bringer. Yes. I still maintain bringing (laughs) those donuts to work is evil, and many, many listeners disagree with this, and they think it's wonderful to bring donuts to work, and what is my problem? So this debate, I don't think it's ever going to be resolved, and I think it'll just keep going forever. Yeah, I tried to frame it with my distinction between the you-do-you camp, which is what I am, like you-do-you, and then the let's-all-join-in camp. A lot of people disagreed with that. (laughs) Yes. This is just an ongoing debate. As is the great thank you note debate of the 2000s. Yes. You gave yourself a demerit. I contested the demerit saying that I didn't think you had to have written the thank you notes. And then so many people wrote in with their thoughts about thank you notes and, and other ways to write thank you notes and how to make it easier to write thank you notes. And people just have many, many, many thoughts about thank you notes. (laughs) Yes, they do. Um, One thing I've noticed a new trend after a kid's birthday party is that the parents will write an email to everyone who came to the party and say, thank you so much for coming to so-and-so's party and thank you for all the amazing gifts. Um, Now, that's a thank you note strategy I can get behind. I'm sure many (laughs) listeners will think that is not a good thank you note strategy. And Gretchen, I have to tell you, I'm ashamed to say, since this great debate, since I gave myself a demerit, I have not improved at all in my writing of thank you notes. So, uh, you know, there it is. There it is. Being honest, (laughs) just being honest. Coming up, we're going to talk about some of the highlights of the past five years, some of our very, very favorite moments. But first, this break. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing, from hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting. His retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And, Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from Dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com happier. That's storyworth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. 
LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now for some highlights. I have to say that of everything, what's still one of my all-time favorite highlights, Elizabeth, is in season two, um, when we were talking about the um, Know Yourself Better question of whether you've ever been upset by a well-intentioned gift, you started talking about how you gave your mother-in-law the electric, uh, like, pedicure thing, the ped egg. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Rarely have I laughed so hard. I gave my mother-in-law, and I hope she didn't take it the wrong way. Um, You know, there's the pet egg, which is something you use to (laughs) scrape, um, like, calluses off your feet. Well, they have an electric version. And I really wanted one. And so, I, you know, I got one for my mother-in-law. And I really hope she didn't take that as I was commenting on her feet, which, of course, I've never noticed her feet. I just thought, I would love to get this. I would never buy it for myself. I'm going to get it for her. So I don't know how she took it because I wasn't there when she opened it. Um, I am literally gasping for Do you think that was breath. an ill-conceived gift? I cannot. I I have not laughed so hard in a long time. I think that's a gift. So you did not get Judy one of those? I think it's hard not to take that as a hint. I think if somebody gives you that, I think you got it. Like you got to give it in person or like send along a note. <laughs> I'm giving you this gift because this is something that I would like to give, get myself because I feel like that's a gift that just screams hint, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I still think that is oh so funny. God. I chuckle if I'm in the drugstore and like see a pedicure set. I'm just like. <laughs> That oh, and so I've fun. never asked her what she thought of it, Gretchen. <laughs> it's still a mystery. They don't it's ever find out. out. There is the great mystery <laughs> yeah. of the pet egg yeah. gift. It'll, I, it's much more fun for me to imagine all the things that might be going through her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, Gretchen, one of my favorite moments, which I didn't know at the time was a favorite moment. It's a favorite moment in retrospect because it's had so much resonance for me. But it it comes from our live show in Seattle, which was episode 87. That was when we had our former producer, Kristen Meinzer, with us. And of course, Kristen has gone on to create By the Book, and she wrote a great book about how to start a podcast. So she is doing phenomenally well. Anyway, in that show, we talked about manifestos and we had some audience members come up and share their manifestos. And um, one ended up having something that has become sort of the motto that Sarah and I live by. So here's her manifesto. Uh, So too much of a good thing ruins everything. (laughs) Uh, Lean in, grow where you're planted, do uh, go deep rather than wide. Everything's always gets done and don't treat gifts as burdens. So Gretchen, the last item in her manifesto was don't treat gifts like burdens. And Sarah and I heard that and we have adopted don't treat a gift like a burden as something like we say to each other all the time. Right. Right. It's such a powerful idea. And it really it's one of these we talk about reframing so much. And it's one of these really powerful ways to reframe. 
And we hear from listeners all the time who say, don't treat a gift yeah, like a burden. Absolutely. So you just never know when someone's going to share something that just crystallizes um, in your mind and, and becomes a cornerstone. Yeah. Well, and another idea that has really stuck in my mind, it's, it's not a mantra in the same way, but it's just an idea that is so powerful to me, is back in episode 82, a listener was responding to an earlier episode where someone was saying, oh, I lost my engagement ring and I just can't let go of it. I'm just, I'm, I'm upset about it and I can't let it go. Mm. And so what do I do to gain my happiness. And this listener said, oh, well, in Japan, we have this idea that sometimes a possession can sacrifice itself for you in order to save you from some kind of greater harm. And so perhaps this person could think of the ring as sacrificing itself for her benefit, and that might ease her pain. And so many people wrote in saying, this is such a beautiful idea and a way to recast something like the loss of an object that maybe somehow there's some beautiful intention behind it. Yeah, it's just so a poetic. It's so poetic. Sort of way to think about losing something. Yeah, that was episode 82. Um, people loved our unplugged episode, episode 150, oh, yes. which was just yes, us that talking. Was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think I was on the treadmill desk. Um, you were in your office, and we just talked for. Half an hour. That was fun. But I have to say, of all the episodes, one of my top five, three, maybe top one, is still number 10, which was the clutter clearing in your closet episode. And then 160 when we did um, the clutter clearing in your office. But I think 10, I think that was our very first, very special episode. That was your idea yes. that, to do that for our 10th. Yes, and we had Andy Bowers, um, who was like the head of Panoply in my closet um, with a microphone as we were cleaning. Um, and Gretchen, the highlight of it was when I was trying to um, pick which pairs of shoes to get rid of. We've got a montage. So we have some shoe shelves, and they're all actually very neatly organized, and they're all paired up and sitting together. There's a pair of Uggs, which I guess you wear when we go to Kansas City. There's actually like four pair of Uggs. Oh, well, okay. I'm gonna give up those tennis shoes. No. I'm gonna give up these Birkenstocks because they just this don't really. So these are take, blue suede. We should suede. take the pad out though to give them away. Well, we should okay, give these away because they're in yeah, really good really shape. Nice. Really nice. Like I have these heels. Yeah. Like, these are the big. shoes I wore to my rehearsal dinner, which were always too small, but I will yeah. never. These are really nice. What do you call that kind of heel? It's like a wedgie. A wedge. They're like J. Crew. These are shoes that I never wear. Ooh, these are fancy. Oh, I know. Now those are sentimental. Oh, these I spotted. What is up with these? These are like these are ruby red slippers. Yeah, these is what are, they are. I mean, bright red sparkly glitter. Someone, uh, my daughter Eleanor had this exact pair of shoes when she was four years old. And fit. I've old. never worn them once, but Adam bought them for me right when we started dating. Aww. So again, they, I can't okay. give those. Okay. So those in stay box. in the box. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny, Grace, is if you came over now, we'd probably have a very similar conversation. It wouldn't be the exact same shoes because I did get rid of some of them. But in my mind... A few pair of shoes I've gotten since then flashed through um, <laughs> of that. You'd be going, what are these? What? What is this heel? Uh, so anyway. Well, you know, I just, I cannot wait for the next time to come over and clean whatever your, you know, any, any corner of your, your house. I'm like ready li licking my chops. Um, yes. But that was fun. That was really, really fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gretch, one of my um, highlights was talking to Danny Shapiro, the author of Inheritance. Um, her book, Inheritance, was our very first book club selection. Yeah. Um, and it just so happens that she also was my first writing teacher at Columbia. I never even thought about creative writing until I took her class. It's so faithful. It's just a strange yes. how life turns out and that you, then your paths cross again. And I just saw her. We did an event together. I just saw her and she's like, how's Liz doing? I'm, I'm like, everything that rises must converge. Well, and what's interesting is I believe that was her first time teaching. So um, <laughs> she's taught so much since then, of course. Yeah. So anyway, it was just like a really seminal class. And, and I love talking to her on the podcast. Now, from the sublime to the ridiculous, a very small issue, but something that got people extremely fired up, and we heard from so many listeners, was the question of, like, what is the best sunscreen? Yes. Sometimes the most <laughs> mundane thing elicits an insane amount of reaction. Yeah, well, because I think everybody knows that feeling of, like, there's a big difference between a bad sunscreen and a good sunscreen. And if you find a great sunscreen, you're so excited. You want to tell everybody about it. And... I sort of thought, well, there's not going to be a clear winner. Everybody's going to be all over the place. But we did have a clear winner, turns out. Yes, yes. The clear winner, which I then, of course, bought, is Peter Thomas Roth's Instant Mineral SPF 30. And it's like a powder sunscreen that you can brush on your face. Well, I will post a link to that in the show notes, of course. <laughs> Coming up, we will share some of our big milestones, and also Gretchen and I have written fifth anniversary haikus. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have hit so many big milestones, Elizabeth. Yes. The biggest milestone, I think, is you starting Happier in Hollywood, your other podcast. I mean, you didn't stop with just one. Yes. My writing partner, Sarah Fain, and I started Happier in Hollywood. We're about to record, I think, episode 146. And that has brought us so many great things and great relationships. So um, thank you, everyone um, who listens to Happier in Hollywood. And if you haven't listened... Do check it out. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, I started the Onward Project. So that's the family of podcasts that all make your life happier. So Side Hustle School um, with Chris Gillibo is one. Do the Thing with Melissa Urban. Happier in Hollywood. Um, they're all great to listen to. So check out those. That was fun to get that Onward Project started. Yes. We have gone all in on podcasting, yes. which I love. Yes. Gretch, of course, a huge milestone, I think especially for me, was doing our first live show. Yes. The very first one was in San Francisco. 
Um, and I have never been so scared in my life. I, but then we went on to do this big, more recently, we did this huge life tour, and you totally got into your groove. You were so much less nervous. You got so yes. much into your performance self. Um, that was that was yes. huge for us. The, the live touring was a big milestone for us. And we had our merch. That, part of that yes. was to have merch. We got merch. Yes, we have talked about having merch for years. <laughs> yes. And then finally we had the merch. Yes, and I will link to the merch in the show notes, of course. Please buy your merch. We did a meetup. Oh, and as you yes. talked about with Danny Shapiro, we started the book club. That's been so great. That's fairly yes. recently, actually. Yes, I love our book club. Because you know I've never been in a book club before. This is my first time. Which I think is that just staggered. You're in a Mahjong club. How can you not be in a book club? I know. <gasps> and then we have done things with listeners. Everybody has sent in so many great resources. So I did the the collection of wedding readings and also readings for funerals and memorial services. And you can get that at GretchenRubin.com slash resources. We have the Happier 911 list of excellent happy songs on Spotify um, that people sent in their, like, best happy songs. And I'll post a link to that in the show notes if you want to listen to that. And, of course, Gretchen, now we've hit a huge uh, milestone, which is five years. Yes. That is the wood anniversary. Actually, I looked that up. So I was thinking I should give you something wooden, but I didn't. But mm, I could have. Maybe we should get frames. <laughs> give each yeah. other frames. Wood frames. From FrameBridge. <laughs> yes. Of course. Well, as we think about our fifth anniversary, one thing that is, like, less pleasant to think about is the Staggering number of likes, you knows, ums, and ahs that have been cut out over mm. the years. Here is a sample from just our most recent episodes. If, if the, if the, like, uh, just like with what's his face, and I, and it, it's like, and you, and, and you were like, yeah, and I mean, Gretchen, um, wait, let me say that again. Um, and, um, oh, wait, what was I just going to say? Um, but, you know, can speak. You know, you know, now I'm in, this is, and also it's sort of like you think, um, you know, uh, but, um, I kind of, uh, but, okay, let me see. So, um, like, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, um, like, um, let's do that again. Sorry. Okay. Like, about to like, you know, uh, and then like when, what, what, uh, it's like, it's sort of like, no, I mean, like, uh, um, so, yeah. Um, um, okay. I mean, I, 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 I've seen, you know, it, it's like, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Gretchen, we wanted to mention one last idea that we've loved. Um, we so enjoyed the Try This at Home to Write a Haiku. Yes. Um, that was episode 117, and listeners were so enthusiastic about this. Everyone sent in the most fun haikus. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I've been thinking a lot about haiku um, and other kind of very distilled forms because, you know, I'm thinking about writing aphorisms as part of my next project. Um, and revisiting the idea of haiku, I have to say, um, inspired me with a new idea, which, again, I'm teasing for a future discussion because I'm very excited about it. But I think we were both surprised by how enthusiastically people embrace this, that people really got into writing haikus. It was, it was interesting how people felt that this really did unleash their creativity in a, in a very fun way. 
And Gretch, we both wrote haikus in honor of our fifth anniversary, and we're going to share them in a moment. But before we do, we wanted to ask a favor of you, our listeners. Yes, in honor of our anniversary, please rate and review the show. You hear us ask for that often, but it really, really does help the show. And so if you have never rated and reviewed, we would so appreciate it if you did. And of course, subscribe and spread the word. So many people come to us and say, this person or that person told me about the show. And it really is how people learn and get curious and check it out. So we really appreciate all the listeners who have rated, reviewed, subscribed, and recommended the show. Thank you. Thank you all. Yes. All right, Gretchen, time for our haikus. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Um, my sister, the sage, you make everything more fun. Onward and upward. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'll frame it in a okay. wooden frame for you. <laughs> oh, I, I would love that. Okay, you want to hear mine? Yes. Okay, this is for you. Gold star sister Gretch, gentle bully, easy laugh, five years happier. Oh, that's so nice. And I love the idea that you call me Gretch because you call me Gretch and mom hates it when you call me Gretch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Also, it could only be five syllables, so I couldn't say Gretchen. <laughs> but that makes it seem all the better. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank oh, you. that makes me so happy. And that is it for our fifth anniversary extravaganza episode of Happier. Every year we do a best of episode. So if you like this kind of look back format, check out episodes 54, 106, 157, and 209. Thank you for listening. We love our listeners. You are the reason we do this and that we can do this. We love your insights, your observations, hacks, try this at homes, questions, emails. The Happier community is extraordinary. It is. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at Cadence 13, including Chris Corcoran, Sage Milgram, Serena Regan, Josephina Francis, Hilary Shupp, Nick Freeman, Jay Green, Lauren Cohen, Danny Kutrick, Harper Wayne, and everyone who helps us do the show. And thank you to everyone we've worked with. Jacob Weisberg, Henry Malofsky, Kristen Meinzer, Odelia Rubin, Cameron Drews, Laura Mayer, and the Wizard of Pods himself, Andy Bowers. And we want to thank our amazing sponsors who allow us to offer this show for free to listeners. We so appreciate our sponsors. We love our sponsors. And we want to give a special shout out to our most enthusiastic advertisers, Framebridge, Third Love, and Stamps.com. Remember, if you want information about the sponsors and about the codes and what you get and all that, you can always go to happiercast.com slash sponsors and you can see all the information there. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, well, I already told you, so you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward, Onward and, and upward. <laughs> <laughs> Should we say it in chorus? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward. Onward. Or, and wait, let's try it again. <laughs> and I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Onward and upward. <laughs> You're just, it's a little bit too much. I'll pause longer, but okay. you come in, sir.
And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward, Onward and, and upward. upward. <laughs> All right, forget that. From the Onward Project.